Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. I'm in a phenomenal mood. The Raptors last night, not win of the season, but a very important win on the season, taking down Kyle Lowry's Miami Heat. No, Jimmy Butler did not play, but the Heat are... 500 over me they're like eight and eight with jimmy butler out the group mm. or so perfectly mid they're they're kind of mid in, in and out and mm. uh yeah the raptors were able to to take down the heat I, I i thought they played great i woke up with a smile on my face before i ran down at breakfast television so oh yeah a little bt business today yeah i, I wasn't actually on bt to be clear i just went to that studio but i got i got a layer of makeup on his face right now for the mm. youtube listeners that's right pay pay close attention yeah i was watching beat you know, I had to take a break from you last night at the game. You know, we spent so <laughs> much time that? together. Why is that, man? I had to, you know, abdicate, you know, from from the uh, from the radio booth. Wow, okay. Just to, you know, because we're going to be spending 10 hours together today. Mm. Um, secret live event. That's every up. day for us. And no, but I was watching the Heat and I was talking to, you know, Joseph Cacharo or Weisfeld. And I was like, man, like Miami's a hard team to watch too. Like as much as oh, we talk about the God. Raptors all the yeah. time, like their offense is is a tough watch now granted obviously the asterisk like you mentioned huge no jimmy asterisk. no yep. jimmy butler yeah, yeah, that's a sure. huge asterisk but god that's a tough team to watch too so i'm off of heat culture no matter what jason jackson said yesterday <laughs> i was gonna say well i saw very divided reviews i saw like very positive i did not see any like positive but go oh, ahead okay yeah. all right yeah. and then and then a lot of negative which yeah. i was like all right well listen well their offense know, is, their offense is blood red man just watching oh, that, that, that off the Pantone color for that offense is blood red. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, yeah, that's a team with like heavy hitters on offense. For, on the season, for example, Miami is uh, 25th in offensive rating just mm-hmm. above Orlando. 25th is basically last because then you're getting into, I feel like the Detroits and the San Antonio's, right? Uh, Yeah, they're, they're, they're just a little bit above Detroit and San Antonio. Yeah. Charlotte, by the way, has the worst offense in the league. We'll see them soon. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a split coming up in Charlotte. No, please, man, that's got to be both. That's got to be a sweep. Make sure you guys carpool. Lamelo is taking a lot of parking lot space. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> where's the team? I want to see the Raptors team bus pull out, doing one twenty on a fifty. No, nah, man, Lamelo's probably doing wheelies with that team bus as we speak right now. <laughs> yeah, but um, 25th, anyway, 25th. yeah. So, and and I think we saw that last night, right? Especially obviously without their main driver with Jimmy Butler. Which, mm. by the way, the Raptors have beaten the Heat with Jimmy Butler in the roster this sure, year yeah. too. Um, but I think. Just watching them last night, they didn't really have that many options. Obviously, Tyler Hero was able to, to shake free, and, you know, they were able to work a couple of pick-and-rolls for Bam Adebayo to score. Um, you know, Bam got the majority of his points just attacking pick-and-roll. When he had to attack one-on-one, I thought, that, you know, that the bag was empty. Um, and, yeah, the, the rest of the team, it was just kind of one of those shocking performances. Like, sometimes when the Raptors sort of load up on a guy, and it didn't really load up on any guy, really, to be honest, but sometimes you'll see this pattern with the Raptors where, like, They'll take away the main guy, but somebody else on the roster sort of really steps up and has, like, a big game. You know, even against Miami, for example, like, Duncan Robbins has had a big game against the Raptors. Like, a Max Struess, which, by the way, Herbie last night in the arena. Did you hear it? No. Was this the Herbie pronunciation of the Struess night? came into the game, and he said, Max Struess. Oh. Like, I'm not. Oh, man. I, okay. I, it, it sounded like a bird chirp. Mm. Um, but, like, we've seen Max Struess have big games against the Raptors. We've seen, you know, all these ra- random Heat players. Right? Again, like, playing the Heat, you expected a tougher game than that. None of those other guys uh, in the supporting staff stepped up. I mean, I'm looking at three for Kevin Love, two for Gabe Vincent, seven for Victor Oladipo, four for Duncan Robinson, seven for Cody Martin or Caleb Martin, six for Cody Zeller, six for Kyle Lowry, three for Struess. Like, 
the, the Raptors were just able to shut all of that down. And I think, you know, last night, interestingly enough, um, it felt very much like a triumph of what was the Raptors' former identity, which is the Vision 6-9 aspect. I thought the Raptors, out of all the players who stepped on the court, the guy who contributed probably the least was probably Yak because I think the, the matchup didn't really suit him that well. And I thought the Raptors actually did a great job of imposing their wings, using their size on both ends of the floor, racing on transition. And despite the fact that the Raptors were, you know, once again, terrible from three, 22%, that didn't even matter. Like the Raptors had made only one three midway through the third quarter and they were up eight. Mm -hmm. Like that's how well they were moving the ball, using their advantages. And Miami went to their tricky defenses, as you would expect, but it didn't matter. And in fact, actually, I thought the Raptors actually did a great job in terms of Nick Nurse preparing the team of like having them play against the zone that Miami's so good at playing and the Raptors just picked them apart. It led to beautiful, beautiful offense, 32 assists last night for the Raptors. Uh, one of only eight times all season, the Raptors have 30 plus assists. Oh, no wonder it felt so rare seeing that performance. Yeah. It's, it's about once in every, you know, 10 games. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's still what happened. No, I, th- I think, you know, the offense, like you mentioned, the ball was moving, you know, and they were able to, to pull away, in the second half there, and I thought Scotty really led the way. You know, yes, I thought Scotty played an incredible game. I know he he had a career high in points earlier this season, but I, I would say this is probably the best game that I've seen him play this season in terms of just, you know, from from start to finish and really impressed with the career high, 12 assists, no turnovers, mm-hmm. and, and you can just see the impact from him um, from jump. And I know I keep saying that, but it's like that's one of the things that we've harped on yeah. throughout the season. It's like, you know, let's see Scotty play a complete game instead of, you know, showing up in a third quarter stretch, showing up only in the fourth quarter. And, you know, if you're looking towards the, the future of this team, you know, we talk so much about Pascal, OG, and Scotty, like, coexisting last night. All of them scored 20-plus points. And I thought it all came within the flow of the offense, which was such a refreshing thing to see from this team. Yeah, for sure. And, and since Yak has come to Toronto, um, we've seen a lot of games where the offense is dictated through the pick and roll with him and Fred, right? Like, for example, when they played Chicago, that was a big part of it. When they played Orlando and Fred had 15 assists and Yak had 30 points, that was a big part of it. When they played Denver, the both those two times, they were really looking to attack that spot in the group. This is a different style that the Raptors can play as well, right? This this game, Fred and Yak were very rarely involved. In fact, Fred's biggest shots were out of the left corner and then the right corner, catching shooting for threes, right? Getting set up by other guys. This game was so much about attacking through those three wings, right? The, the, the Heat were sending double teams. Anytime the Raptors fed the ball into the post for Scotty Barnes, for OJ and Obi, and for Pascal Siakam, they were always loading up on those guys. And the Raptors did a great job of recognizing the double team, passing the ball out quickly, and then guys both knowing what spots to be in and which spots to get to. Like, there were so many great cuts throughout this game. Precious Achua did a great job cutting through the lane in this game. But OG and Scotty, so many opportunities where they're able to drive, get into that middle of the floor, invite the pressure from the defense, and then release and find the next pass. And, of course, Pascal's been used to that all season because he's been one of the most heavily double-teamed players all season. But, like, that's something that this team was able to do, and that led to that beautiful tic-tac-toe assist and you know what? I think the cool thing for this one is like typically when you think of the double teams coming, the ball spraying out, like you're mostly thinking about guys catching and shooting from threes. And the Raptors actually moved the ball really well to get those open shots as well. They just weren't able to hit them as usual. But they were also able to sort of make that cut behind the defense. You know, I think so many times when you think about the double team coming, right, the, the idea is you swing the ball out to the three and the guy just catches and shoots and it's an open shot. But the other option that you have, especially when, a, when you're sort of 
not necessarily being guarded, especially because Miami's playing zone, so they're guarding an area rather than sort of playing man-to-man. When that space is open, you can cut behind that defender, and all of a sudden you're at the rim with another outlet. And, and that's the nice thing, too, with the Raptors. Pascal, Scotty, and OG. And I thought OG last night did a great job of passing. Those three guys are all willing passers, and those guys, they're all talented passers, and they were all able to distribute the ball well. So it honestly was one of the, even though the Raptors' offensive efficiency in other games have, have for sure been a lot higher than this, but I thought just aesthetically watching the game, it was just it was a joy to watch because they got so many dunks out of it too, so much great teamwork. And um, yeah, I think, again, it depends on the matchup, right? Some matchups, you're definitely going to want to play middle pick and roll against them, especially if you want to exploit their opposing center, for example. Um, obviously, Bam is a very good defender. So you're not going to necessarily look to attack them on purpose, but there's other ways that you can play through, and I thought the Raptors showed that. And um, yeah, I just wish uh, you know they did it more often, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. You know, six games left in the season. Here we go. That's okay. It's never too late. Here we go. Um, And the play-in coming. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you too, you know, look at a performance like that last night and seeing the Raptors able to to play at this level. Like, has any point during this season, you know, especially when the Raptors are playing up and down, have you ever questioned, like, whether, you know, Scotty, Pascal, and OG, like, the way that this lineup is Mm. constructed, you know, could work uh, long-term? Like, has that ever been... Of I course. think that you've questioned. It's it's an evaluation process sort of throughout the whole entire season. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound like Masai, but like yeah. when you're watching all these games, and that is one of the central questions that you have all the time, does this work, right? Not necessarily does this work because on paper, these guys don't shoot well enough, blah, 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 blah. Like, does it work in terms of when you see the results and sort of how are they able to find ways to make each other better? And I felt last night was a great example of all three of those guys making each other better. I mean, to me, they were the three best players on the floor last night. Like, I understand that Tyler Hero was able to get a couple of shots off. You want, you want to know why all three of those forwards scored 20-plus? Because they were all just posting up Tyler Hero. And mm-hmm. the Heat had to bring a double, and the Raptors were able to bring a dunk afterwards. You know? So, uh, to me, those are the three best players on the floor. And they helped each other, you know, um, score in those ways. You know, I, I thought that, um, you know, that's something where ideally you see it more often. Again, it depends a little bit on the matchup. But to be honest, it also depends on the aptitude of the players. And... I think that's where, going back to what you said about Scotty, like I, I really, in retrospect, watching the game back, it made a lot more sense. At the start of it, I was like, okay, Scotty is taking a lot of these jumpers and he's forcing a little bit of the scoring. And sometimes I was like, I didn't like some shots. Like, for example, there was a play where it was in transition and he took a pull-up three with a foot on the line. That's a, that's a really bad shot, right? However, when I watched it back, having you know seen the game as well, I was thinking about it and I was like, it's clear to me he was trying to start the game very aggressive. Not only because he was getting guarded by Tyler Hero, which is a matchup he needed to attack, and he did do a great job of, of exploiting. But um, that intent was there. And so many times we talk about how, well, Scotty's sort of feeling his way through the game, and maybe third quarter, maybe in the fourth quarter he sort of turns it on. No, he was on from the get-go, and he was looking to attack. And when he puts that extra pressure on the defense, we can really see that that opens up so much more for his passing. Because once he's getting the double teams to him, he's such a smart, intuitive passer and he's able to get all those passes out. 12 assists last night, zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more it's mostly contingent on how aggressive is he going to the basket? How aggressive is he in terms of drawing that extra defender? That's most of basketball nowadays, right? Like can you there's not so much like you pound the ball up and then you sort of get the plays and in, you know guys into their sets. There's no more Scott Skiles in the league anymore. Ah, right? miss those days. You know, no more 30 assists, no, okay? No more Charles Barkley just pounding the ball in the low post for 15 seconds. Well, you yeah. know, if you watch the Raptors enough, you do see some of that. <laughs> Uh, but like, you know, you, right now it's all about creating that advantage yes. and then sort of playing out of that advantage. And I think Scotty has the ability to create those advantages because of his size, but also because of his skill. Mm-hmm. And once he does that, 
then it's easy for him because he's such a good passer after that. So I just thought they played well. OG was super efficient. He was like the only guy on the team who could hit threes really last night until Fred hit too late. Yeah. Like, There's always only one or two guys. It's all it's good. Okay. It's all good. It's part man. of the bingo just card. Just spray the ball around, you know, you know, break that Miami zone. No, I think Pascal too, yeah. like you mentioned, you know, his play has perked up. You know, 26 points last night. He's been 25 plus points in three of his last four games. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the start of the at the start of this month when the Raptors had that dreaded one and four road trip. You know, Pascal was was going through uh, you know a down period, and there was two games where like he didn't even get to the free throw line. And in the last four games, last night he got to the free throw line six times. In the last four games, he's gone to the free throw line 25 times. Yeah, and last night, by the way, was I, you know what, Scott Foster. Hats off to you. you know, I mean, I, I would never wear a hat because my head's too big. But I didn't hats even notice uh, it was a Scott Foster exactly. refereed game. Exactly. So, yeah. Right? And I loved it. It wasn't yeah. like guys were just getting away with anything mm-hmm. at the rim. Of course, fouls were called. Yeah. But there was a great flow to the game. There was no, there was so little complaining. And, like, let's be honest. There's Kyle Lowry on that side. Oh, we'll How, get to Kyle. You know what I mean? Like, even Kyle wasn't complaining. Nobody on yeah. the Raptors was really complaining like that. Nick wasn't complaining. Eric Spolster wasn't complaining. I'm sure, like, over the course of the game, of course, it's going to jump out. Sure. But, like, there were no, there was there any reviews last night? I don't even think there was reviews. Yeah, I don't think so. Right? Yeah. So, it just flowed so nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? no, uh, apologies for advertising this as a wrestling match going in. Like, it was actually one of the, like you mentioned, one of the most aesthetically pleasing games. It was more games. like judo. You know, the Raptors <laughs> just using Miami's zone it, it was, it, was like, it was like jazz, you know? Basketball is jazz. Oh, okay. Um, All right, Thorpe. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Thorpe. Come back from vacation soon so we can book you. Um, yeah, okay. No, it was, great. it was great. And, you know, like you mentioned, Kyle made his return. And obviously not as uh, kind of a celebrated thing in the spotlight as his first time back uh, last season. And, you know, we talked a little bit. You talked a little bit yesterday with with Jason and Amy about Kyle's season. And I think even Raptors fans know that it's it's been a tough season for Kyle missed some time, and now he's working his way back and is coming off the bench. I believe he didn't even check into the game until the second quarter well, yesterday, right? I, I mentioned this on the rag pod, but mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts because yeah. uh, we walked through the tunnel um, to because you got to go through like the backwards of the tunnel to get to the the elevator and go. Well, no one cares. Yeah. Um, we walked through the tunnel about 7.25, like maybe five minutes before like mm-hmm. the tip last night because it was an early tip because of the national TV game. And we noticed Kyle was just in the back just like lifting. That's right. He was getting his warm ups, yeah, lifting. But and it all wasn't that stuff. like usual, like you know, like I would think warming up is like you sit on the, you like ride mm. the bike for a while, or I mean, I don't know. I guess you could jog or something, yeah. like or stretching. Like he was like actively lifting, mm-hmm. like five minutes before the game. And I know he wasn't going to check in until probably like twenty minutes after that. Yeah, it was just interesting. I just feel like if you were going to lift right before shooting, it would really. I don't, I don't know. No, just, I, wouldn't that throw your arm? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a gymsman. I'm not in the gym <laughs> okay. like that. You All know, right. I just fake work out on the bike and listen to pods. Um, See, that's that's what I thought. Kyle would be doing the warm up. <laughs> this guy was been on the pod uh, on see, the bike me, listening to how long gone. Let me see what Jason Jackson is saying on the Raptor show. Um, yeah, Kyle, twenty four minutes, mm-hmm. one of six, and I think just man. actually it was funny because it was a weird night because so Kyle checks in. And at the same time as Herbie is is announcing his name to get that ovation, yeah. Chris Boucher scored a basket. Yeah. So the ovation like really didn't happen. Like it was just an awkward night timing wise. It was just kind of like it was just so quick. Like it just yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, you know, like the yeah. game just happened. There wasn't a moment for him. Right. Right. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to show tribute every single time. But see, it was like I he came see him into crawling the game. between George Hill's legs every time. And him and Cody Zeller, I think, checked into the game at the same time. Cody Zeller, his. I mean, I mean, I might go bald one day, so I might got to chill. But his hairline with that mask. Oh, Yo, man. he has that. That that was the one not aesthetically pleasing thing. No, he, he looks like. 
he looks like <laughs> supersized Prince Harry or, or Prince William. Sorry. Oh God. He, he has the same shape as Prince William. Yeah. No. Show us a Cody. No, but there wasn't he a might moment. Be part of the royal family, man. The <laughs> Zellers might be part of the, the, the royal family. They're man. gonna do a seven season Netflix series on the Zellers. Zellers <laughs> back in Toronto too, by the way. Are um, they? Yeah, man. Um, right. But yeah. So like you mentioned, there wasn't a moment for Kyle, and it was just like you saw like. I mean, he grifted. I think he grifted Jakob at the end of the at the end of precious, the first half. Precious. Was it precious? Yeah, okay, it was precious. Because here's the thing: he yeah. got the he got he was getting guarded by I think Jeff Downton. Yeah, got the switch on to Chris Boucher. Mm. Then attacked Precious the two on this, and I was like, Kyle, you definitely know this guy to report. If you're gonna grift somebody for fouls, yeah, yeah those yeah. would be that, the two guys you yeah, yeah, go yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was pickpocketing, uh, pickpocketing uh, Precious, and then. Even like, you know, see, I think there was like a pull-up three in transition that just hit front rim. It's like you're watching him, and we know Kyle's in a different part of his career now. And, you know, it's hard to see, man. We talk about greatest Raptor of all time. We know everything that Kyle's done. And then late Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter when they were making a comeback, I think they were down 10 with like around three minutes left. And, you know, Kyle had a wide-open corner three that I think just flew right past the rim. Oh, that was the possession where they kept getting offensive rebounds. That's right, yeah. And it was like a 10-point game. If they make a three, now it's seven with like three minutes left. Yeah, now that he get into that space, like you talked about yesterday, where they play these close games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And that was kind of their last gasp, and he wasn't able to hit that shot. So, yeah. Kyle, Kyle made his return, and it was kind of a muted return. So you know, but salute to Kyle. Obviously, he's he's family. Like you know, after of the course. after the show, when I'm doing the react pod upstairs, mm-hmm. and I, it went on for like half an hour or whatever, and I'm looking down afterwards, me and Jay Brizzy in the booth. Mm-hmm. I looked down. Oh, he's on the booth. Oh, okay. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's that that's Kyle. He's still sticking around. He's just like that's giving awesome. like hugs and high fives to everybody. There's a yeah. whole bunch of people waiting around afterwards for him. Really took the time, you know. And you could tell, man. You know, this is obviously where his heart is. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Miami thing hasn't really worked out for him. And no. he definitely is, by the way, that the reception. I know Jason didn't really want to lean into it that much sure. last night, but it, it's it's not good for Kyle. And to be honest, like if it was reversed in that situation where the Raptors signed a player for $30 million a year and they mm-hmm. came out and they, they gave you like one bucket. Yeah. Like people would be upset. Like you and I would be upset on this show, right? So like, I sure. understand Miami's like, you know, disappointment in that sense. But again, I, I really do think that it should be put on the front office. Like, how are you going to sign a 35-year-old and give up your first-round pick in Precious, who, by the way, has always played well against Miami. Mm. Um, but, like, ultimately, like, that's their decision. And they brought him in. If you're going to bring him in, you got to bring him just to be the floor general. We know that the scoring days are sort of beyond them. Yes, you can score, mm-hmm. but that's more erratic. Um, it's more about how he sets up the rest of the team and how he sort of gets them organized. And so... I don't know. I would say blame Pat Riley, really. Yeah, well, well, it was tough, too, because I think you were posting a clip of Kyle's last game with the Raptors, and it was against the Lakers during the Tampa season. And what was he? Did he go for, like, 37 or something like that? Like, he had a great game. and like Yeah, he did. 37 yeah. points, 11 assists against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Pascal had 43 in that game as well. Yeah. Um, and the Raptors were able to uh, – well, the Raptors were already out at that point. We mm-hmm. were tanking. But Kyle had been sitting out. There was that rumor, you remember, where the Lakers were like, we're not willing to give up THT for Kyle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yo, I will give. I will. They, were, they weren't able to give like, up a weed strain? They're like, no They're THT like, no, for no you, No THC man. or no THT You can't have THT or bubble tea. Nothing, man. You can't have any of this No for Kyle, TNT, nothing, right? man. So Kyle decides to come back, plays in that game, <laughs> yeah. and that effectively ended LA's uh, play in yeah, hopes yeah. that year, too. So. Well, two things. It's like That was beautiful. It's like one thing, watching the clips back, and I know we've talked about the bubble, man, the spaced out seats on the bench the empty that arena. wasn't even the bubble that was the that was the season. empty arena yeah, yeah. right like i think they went to la uh or i don't know it was, in it was la it was la and then but what I, what i meant to say is like kyle was coming off still playing at a very high level when the heat signed him right when they did the sign and trade i mean yes and no man i think there were drop-offs in that season yeah but i think i think 
if you asked Pat Riley, you asked the Heat, like you would expect more than this, right? That's like, fair. I, I, but, no, but, I'm saying you could definitely expect more than one of six. But at the same time, too, I think Kyle's age now, you get to that age. Sometimes we might be fooled by guys like a LeBron who's got that longevity and still performing at a high level. Mm-hmm. Certain players, especially like with Kyle's size and like the position that he plays, like this is just a natural point where you start to see a dip. And, you know, I was talking again to Joseph Cachero about this, like, Think about all the Pat Riley Riley signings that he's done in like the past half decade. Going back to like, remember that time when he signed like Dion Waiters and like yep. re-signed all those guys. And you know you can put Tyler Kyle Johnson. in there, Duncan Robinson. When I saw him come on the court yesterday, I thought of his ninety million dollar contract. Right, like it's the best paid podcast. Like, isn't it? <laughs> no, but there's it's like some. him and Bill Simmons. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get you up there. Um, but uh, I think um, like. It's been tough for, for Miami. Like they, the Jimmy Butler thing has obviously boosted them and almost got them to the finals last year. But outside of that, they've done a terrible job with free agent signings. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, it is what it not is. Not that you feel terrible about No, I really don't feel yeah. terrible about them. <laughs> yeah. By the way, speaking to that Kyle game, um, the last one he played as a Raptor, mm. he had 37 points and 11 assists. Pascal had 39 points and 13 rebounds. Let me read you some of the other players that, that me, appeared me, for the give game. Give me Utah. Give me Utah's line okay. right now. Uh, so first of all, Utah Watson came, came off the bench for mm. six points. Okay, mm. but Kem Birch, Stanley Johnson, and Malachi Flynn were the other three starters, <laughs> alongside Kyle and Pascal. Coming yeah. off the bench, DeAndre Bembry. Oh, I forgot about him. Freddie Gillespie, mm. Utah Watanabe, Rodney Hood, and your boy, Jalen Harris. My boy, yeah, Rodney Hood. Oh, I so, forgot about Rodney Hood as well. He got hurt shortly after, right? Didn't he get hurt right after? He got hurt before. He got hurt okay, after. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. There was some Rodney Hood buzz for like two days. But yeah, that was the roster. That that is that's wild. <laughs> the the rotation was Kem, Stanley, Malachi, DeAndre, Gillespie, Utah, Hood, Harris. The Tampa Oof. season was tough, man. Man. That will never be revisited. Mm, I know they were tanking, but did they have to tank this hard? Oh my God. Anyways. Um <laughs> oh, man. yeah, so the Raptors oh buried the lead too. They they finally hit five hundred. Finally yes. hit five hundred. Thirty eight. That's correct. And 38. They did finish 3-1 and one on this homestand after that loss to Indiana. And now a five-game road trip. This is a tough trip, man. Philly, on, Philly on Friday. Two games mm-hmm. in uh, LaMelo's parking lot. Hey, and then on, two games in... You think it costs more for the parking than it does for the $1 tickets? <laughs> oh, definitely. If it's if, look, if, the, if it, the price for coming is $1, then I feel like the parking should be free. <laughs> they should send a chauffeur to your house to pick you up to go watch <laughs> Nick Richards. <laughs> Shouts to his family. Um, no, but yeah. Philly, Charlotte, Charlotte, Boston, Boston, and then they come home. Oh, man, just one home game left. I'm sad, man. I'll be yeah, in the booth yeah. for that one. Milwaukee. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm thinking I'm thinking 40 and 42. So I'm thinking they really? finished two and four. Two and four. Only two and four, eh? You don't think so? You think they can do better than that? I think they could do better than two and four. Okay, so three and three? <laughs> three and three would be three and three. I would be would be decently happy with. I yeah. guess. Well, the no, most, it's tough. It's tough opposition, but at the same time, like I don't like Boston, for example. Like I was scoreboard watching yesterday because there was a yeah. chance that Cleveland could close out um, the the Hawks. Yeah, uh, Hawks, Hawks won last night. Unfortunately, yeah. once Jared Allen doesn't play, the whole defense disappears. Mm-hmm. Even though they have generational defenders over there, oh, apparently. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, just like last season, by the way. How, how funny how that works. Um, anyway, next Tim Duncan for sure does that. Um, He's so bitter towards Mobley. No, I'm just bitter towards the, the someone, coverage of it. I don't even want to hear him being called next Chris Bosh yet. Like, can we just chill? All right, next all right, Tim all right. Duncan? Like, do you know what rookie Tim Duncan did? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you tell me because I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, watching that the was league like at that time. Man. Why are you telling me about rookie <laughs> anyway, Tim Duncan? Whatever, right? Whatever. We're not talking about players who didn't win rookie of the year. Um, Scotty with a great game last night, by the way. Um, but, like, <laughs> I was watching t- the scoreboard, and I was like, wow, Boston got washed by the Wizards. Yeah. Like what what 
did Denny Advia do in that game? <laughs> I might have to pull up the box score and look at what Denny did, man. I wasn't from the... Yeah, but listen, wow. listen. The, these last three wins was over... Wow, Denny, 25-10-5. Uh, mm. Okay, sign him to a five-year 180 extension. 32 for Chris Tabs. Yeah, they're giving Chris Tabs a five-year extension, apparently. So I mean... No one's more dedicated to winning 39 games than the Wizards. Has he been a max player this whole time? Yeah. I, I guess he Yo, will be. Persingas oh. is, is... He's all right, man. Persingas is nice. Um, yeah. Anyways... Um, like a, the last three wins was over shorthanded Detroit team was against, I don't remember the next win. What was the win after that? Detroit, Washington. Mm. And then against Miami without Jimmy Butler. Okay. All I'm saying is the competition is getting tougher. I know they're playing okay, well. I'm so not we'll taking have that a away real from test me. on Friday then. Of course. Or against this, against Philly. And I know James and, and Joel were, were out because, um, uh, you know, it was, it was against Jokic. <laughs> but... He was too, too busy doing an interview with Shams. <laughs> He got injured. He got injured during that interview with Shams, yeah. man. He pulled his groin during yeah. talking to Shams. God. He's like, I deserve MVP. Also, I'm no. I'm that's going to be a that's going to be a tough game. All horned. How are you going to say? No, listen. Like, okay, okay. This okay. would be like if 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 Dylan Brooks and Draymond went on their yeah. whole rant and they talked about yeah. each other. And the next game, Draymond's no, like, is, oh, I'm hurt. Like this is Omar, you know, calling out Marlo and then not being out on the streets. Yeah. yeah. So that's, nah, next that's interview. Awesome. My name is my name. <laughs> Uh, uh, other stuff, you know, the Raptors hosted their annual Pride Night last night. That was, and it was awesome. cool yeah. to meet a few listeners who who came to the game as part of a local queer basketball league before the game. Mm-hmm. Who listened to the Raptors show, were able to catch up with them. Yeah, shout out to Squish. Yes, yes. Uh, S Q W I S. Yes, we know we know actually a few listeners who are part of that, which is super cool. And then uh, Craig's Cookies, which I know we both love, was was part of the festivities as well. Uh, yes. did, did Justine Jones from Raptors PR come around to hand it, out? She some, did bless us with cookies. Some free, bless us with some Craig's um, Cookies. Another funny story about Jay Rizzi that no one's going to really care about oh, except God. maybe him. Yeah. Um, he paid for those cookies and then saw that he got those for free. No, no, you don't. Which is only that. the second most funny story involving food with Jay Rizzi at the arena well, last night. The third one is he paid and then he made sure I knew that he tipped them ten percent. Um. So. Why would you gas? Why would you? Why would you be excited about ten? I'm sorry, no ten is. You know, uh, I would need, keep ten to myself. We need to, we need to take our Jr. conversations. <laughs> we need to take them to Jr. Is what we need. To By the way, he's in the chat right now. Oh yeah, he's a salad he's, king. He's also ten meters away from us over there. Oh yeah, shouts to the salad king, man. Um, and shouts to our colleague E. Last night, yes, he was honored on the absolutely. jumbotron. It was his one thousandth broadcast game and oh yesterday you know jr was part of it helping to you know i think there was a surprise like mm-hmm. you know eric's yeah. son was able to leave a special message you know he was on jumbotron i saw sportsnet 590 account post his call of uh the raptors winning the championship mm-hmm. so congrats to e no that's real history mr one thousands is is a long long time yeah no no shouts so. to that and and you know i was joking with you because like i know you know you, you've been covering the raptors for a bit and you know the react pod a thousand react pods, assuming an eighty-two game regular season, no playoffs. That's around twelve seasons. So, you're coming up on that. I don't think so. Really? No. When did man. you start doing the react pod? Twenty sixteen. Okay, never mind. We'll revisit this in six. Twenty sixteen. All right. So, um, uh, that's not that many seasons. Okay, yet. so maybe five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a great milestone. One thousand is better. People don't celebrate podcast milestones, by the way. <laughs> like that's not a thing. 
Like you're not gonna be well, like, oh, episode one thousand. Here's Gary Trent Senior's tenth appearance. Um, I would. By the, for, for, by the way, let's work on his third appearance this season. Because all of them have been memorable. Here's Gary Trent Senior's third water that Will has gone down to the second floor to purchase for around twelve seasons. Um, I also have in here. I was just uh, wondering. Yeah. You think Thad Young's gonna get back into the rotation? Because like I checked, he hasn't played. He last played on that one and four road trip, four minutes against the the Lakers on March tenth. And he's only played a total of four games, 19 minutes in the month of March. You think uh, there's a role? I mean, that game against that game 82, depending on how it goes. If it's if, if oh, cause, well, okay, because Milwaukee's coming here, right? Uh, yes. uh, it's at like a 1 p.m. or game or something. Yeah, 1 p.m. If game. I'm, if I'm just going to go ahead and make a prediction, Giannis is not playing that game. He might not even travel. He yeah. might not travel. That's my point. Him, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton are not making the trip. Joe Ingles not making that trip. Maybe they're starting lineup right now. Well, that game. I, I mean, that's that's most of it right there. <laughs> no, like name me what their actual starting. Oh, will for be. that game, yeah. uh, Thanasis, yeah, AJ Green, what? um, Wesley Matthews. Oh, it, he's still on the team. Okay, Javon Carter. Yep, yep. Miss Mash shoes. You forgetting You're forgetting their big three. You think Grayson Allen's gonna sit? Grayson Allen, Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles will sit. I mean, he's he's older. Yeah. But okay. that, I mean, like, again, Milwaukee most likely will have the number one seed wrapped up. Yeah, they should. And again, the Raptors can really help their own case. By beating the Celtics. They have two games against the Celtics. If the yes. Raptors win one of those games, most likely that will mean two wins because then Milwaukee won't have any strong incentive to beat Yeah, worst guys. case scenario is the Celtics sweep the Raptors and somehow that final yeah. game against Milwaukee beats. By the way, I, I kind of really do love game 82s in the league because you just have some very random things that happen. Like, for example, like Solomon Alibi. That was, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, Ben Uzo's ben triple Uzo's double. That was a game 82, right? Yeah. Last season, do you remember who played for the Raptors in game 82? <sighs> who did they play against? Can you tell me? The New York Knicks. I have no idea. Svi must have started. Svi, yeah. Svi, yeah, Svi, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of Svi. No it was by the way, we're seeing, seeing Svi in Charlotte. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Svi's been playing uh, a lot better of late. I know, so shouts I know. Shouts to Assad. Sent me the stats. Yeah. He, he did? Yeah, he sent me his last four games. We started Armani Brooks and Kem Birch in game 82 last year. Armani Brooks, another guard we try to rotate through and yeah. try to get Thad played in that one, though. 20 minutes. Utah played in that one. Svi played in that one. Malachi, Chris Boucher. Okay. Actually, we brought a decent roster. Who was the leading scorer in that game for the Raps? The leading scorer. Well, first off, the leading scorer for the Knicks was Obi Toppin <laughs> with 42 <laughs> points. What? Wait, hold on. Was this game in Toronto? <laughs> Toronto or New York? Where was no, it was it? in the Garden. I have no yeah. recollection of this game at all. Yeah, the Raptors lost apparently to the okay. Knicks. Uh, oh, well, obviously because Obi Toppin had forty-two. Yeah. Uh, quickly, your man is thirty-four. Yeah, my guy IQ. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, Julius Randle. Julius score for the Raptors was Chris Boucher at twenty-one. <laughs> okay, Gary Trent had seventeen. Julius Randle wasn't trying to get his fifteen pump fakes in before. <laughs> Julius Randle was uh, was was not was not playing. <laughs> In this game. Julius Randle, this Oh, Jericho time. Sims was in this game. By the way, Jericho Sims, shout out Jericho Sims. Okay, when okay, I think okay. back on this season, many years from now, what I'm going to yeah. remember is not necessarily like, you know, Lucas 70 or like Lucas 60, 20, 20 game or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember like Donovan Mitchell having 70 or Dame having 70. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember this game against the Heat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember Jericho Sims doing that mid-dunk contest. <laughs> With the envelope. Yo, he like did that little Staples ad where he like put the little clip on the, the rim and then he dunked it kind of with yeah. two hands in the rim, but one hand out of the rim. <laughs> Kind of just injured himself and then came down with that sheepish look and then unfolded a 50, which he ripped. 
No, here's and the like, thing. That was not a 50, man. No, here's the thing. Unbelievable. That, that, that dunk could have been a fax, first of all. <laughs> You're going to send a letter. <laughs> that dunk didn't even need to be a Zoom. It could have been a fax. But the other thing is, you know how NBA players, when they're courtside during a dunk, during the a dunk contest, dunk you know, Pascal had his camcorder. Like, players will just want to celebrate and hype up any dunk, right? Like, some of these dunks don't even need to be, like, yeah, yeah. earth-shattering. Like, they just want to get hype. Yeah. The reaction to that was just staggering. Like, no, just like, everybody's like, oh, that's really? it? <laughs> no, like, they were legit like, that's it. himself and then came I, down uh... with that sheep... <laughs> Oh, man. No, that should have been, honestly... Oh, my God. That, that should have been a zero. That should have been a zero. They should have given him a zero. The positive reinforcement was not good for Jericho. No, th- that's right up there with... Um, do you yeah. remember a couple years ago, John Collins was in the dunk contest? I do not remember. And I remember this because I was on vacation in Colombia. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I got to watch the dunk contest. I'll forget my vacation. <laughs> yeah. I got to watch the... Sorry, honey. I'm watching the dunk contest on vacation. Yeah, that's going right. to be the title of your book, by All right, the I was, way. I was, yeah, your man was in Bogota. And I was like, no, 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 relax. We're not going out to eat. Yeah, we're going to watch the dunk contest and i'm happy i did because mm. john collins in the dunk contest and he came out put on like you know uh like an old-timey like you know like uh hat you know like one of okay. those like for for flying with the goggles and stuff oh, okay 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 and okay. then he like jumped over this paper plane yeah the idea was him he's gonna dunk over this plane so he's flying over a plane oh, get my it God, but man. then he just kicked the crap out of this plane <laughs> <laughs> It was just like paper mesh shape. No, there's just a legendary one. The dunk contest is, the fu- is so funny, man. I mean, look, listen, I understand the three-point shootout is like exciting and it's like an actual test of skill and players take it more seriously. Yeah. The dunk contest, even when it's bad, is good. Well, uh, yeah, this is... I In think fact, the- when it's bad, it's almost better. I think so. the dunk contest just goes to show oh you that God. some players just don't have that creativity level. You yeah, know? yeah. Like it's, it's tough. Like I think about even like, I don't know, did you think Dwight Howard putting on that Superman cape was cool? That was actually like back in the cool. day. Yeah. Okay, or like cool. even Blake Griffin jumping over a Kia. I think that was the first time a big okay. prop was if brought. If he was in. actually going to jump over the Kia, okay, okay, okay. that would be cool. But he jumped across the hood of the Kia, yeah, yeah. then <laughs> yeah. then landed on the rim of the yeah. on the hood of the he Kia. He might as well just brought on a choir as well. Like that was an ad. Yeah, or was it was it Victor Oladipo? Like, didn't he sing and like he dressed up as a Black Panther? I think. Yeah, he, those yeah, are two he, separate ones, I believe. Well, I don't yeah, know. he did sing, which I don't know how that necessarily informs <laughs> yeah, your Yo, but how do you sit down? months before like weeks before knowing you're in the dunk contest and you're like yo no. yo boys i'm gonna sing yo Vic, i'm uh, gonna sing yeah that's when you need someone in your crew to be like yo man you gotta humble yourself <laughs> like this ain't it you're not usher <laughs> yeah like you're not usher <laughs> this isn't a versus this is a versus in a dunk contest you're dunking that's what you're versing oh, right now man uh anyways yeah anyway good times Good times. Okay, yeah, we're going to go. Break. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting yeah, for anyway, you. Sorry. Uh, we're just having a great time reminiscing, man. That's what happens when the Raptors win. It's a lot more lighthearted. Uh, I'm your host, Will Lou, and you've listened to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Liu. I continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. During the break, we discussed uh, a couple more favorite dunk contest moments. Saw one from the chat um, bringing up uh, Cole Anthony dunking in Tim's. Oh, Remember, yeah. I like, like that one. I like that one. He had like two one. minutes to dunk, and like a minute and a half was just him <laughs> lacing up his Tim's. Because you can't just like step into a fresh pair of Tim's. Yeah. And you can't dunk with loose I'm Tim's on. Tim's expert over here. No, I'm just saying like... <laughs> Well, no, I, I agree. You know what I mean? So that dunk was all right. <laughs> yeah. But I also brought up the um, – I, I wish Twitter was around when Daryl Armstrong 
uh, for people who don't remember this, um, he had like multiple attempts at dunking the ball, and he's like a regular size human. Like he's, he's like you and I's height, basically. Yeah. He right? is short for an NBA player, for sure. Yeah. Right? He was trying to dunk the ball, and he just couldn't do it. And then finally, he went in on his final attempt, and then he just did a reverse layup. <laughs> Yeah, I remember whoever was on the call, I remember watching it. They were just like, oh, and then it was just silent. <laughs> That's basically no, what happened with Jericho, no, man. No, because what is the equivalent? Imagine if, like, Dame is in the three-point contest, and, he takes, and then he takes the money ball in and dunks it. <laughs> He's like, there's no defender there. Reggie Miller's just like, oh. <laughs> like, anyways. Uh, no, yeah. dunk contest has given us some, like, great just, like, highs and lows, man. It's been amazing. But you also mm. forgot to mention, you know, friend of the program, Former global ambassador Faisal Kamisa dropped by during yes, the break as well to say what up because he's in here for his uh, weekly haircut. <laughs> <laughs> That's always why he comes in. Shouts to Faisal. He's always wearing his. Uh, Shouts to Danielle. Shouts to, to Danielle too. Shouts to our former global ambassadors. Uh, someone also mentioned Fred jo- oh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Fred Jones, Raptors legend. Fred Jones. Oh, yeah. I don't remember his dunk contest. He won the dunk contest on a layup. He won? Yeah, I think I it, was, not remember it was him this. versus someone else. This was back when he was in, in with uh, Indiana. Mm. And I think the other guy like must have disqualified or something because he got yeah. like the bare thirty, and then yeah, he, like Fred Jones did one dunk, and I think the second dunk he, it was like he missed the dunk, but it kind of just like bounced in and they counted it. <laughs> Demar did the dunk contest too, right? He got robbed both times. Okay, he was oh he did it twice. I'm pretty sure. Terrence Ross, Terrence Ross won it, but he that he was the a, year he had a pretty good dunk. That contest was the year too. where I, okay, so he won the dunk contest. And the next yeah. year they did a joint dunk contest what where it was like a team dunk oh contest. it was remember a team that? one so his yes. team one yeah oh i remember that one because at the beginning they just all go to the layup line and they just all go in and dunk. <laughs> they're like yeah yeah it's like what are we doing man? <laughs> <laughs> legit like what are you doing well who wanted to see a layup line of dunks man yeah, also i love how in Gosh. late in late march where was this content for us right before the all-star break? i'm sorry man i'm sorry <laughs> like where was this energy from you i, I didn't see when the i was like Jericho please Sims. please don't make me have to rap every all-star starter's name on a show well by the way you're the one who went to cuba <laughs> during the season and so i had jr coming here and we were talking about whatever it was uh, oh we we're talking about michael grange carrying one suitcase for oh the yes the road one carry on came and then we were like interview with grange and then we came back from break and as you know sometimes we do the first segment a little bit longer and that only leaves like 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and so you kind of have to just buy that time because you're not necessarily like gonna dive into a deep topic in 10 minutes yeah so i was just like jr what do you pack on a road trip and i'm sure everyone at home was just like <laughs> what is going on but uh, anyway we have uh we have actual uh, topics people here. say I... that a lot about this show uh programming no we are off tomorrow because the Toronto Blue Jays are opening their season mm. in St. Louis, but we'll be returning on Friday, and we've got uh, tentatively scheduled. Will is going to sit down with Raptors 905 coach Eric Corey tomorrow. That's right. So make sure yeah. you check that out on the podcast feed. Again, subscribe to to the Raptor Show if you're just obviously watching or following on other platforms. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I was reading. Uh, you know, Orrin Weisfeld, friend of the program, published a Q and A with. Fred Van Fleet and OG Ananobi at Complex Canada. And I didn't. I didn't realize this. Yeah. So this was. Um, wow. Okay. This was sponsored content because. Um, oh, this is a hashtag ad. You know, you know, because OG and Fred are in the Gillette commercial. Yes. So this yes. was like part of the campaign. Team styled versus team. Yeah. Shaved, so, but, I but, yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Oh, I'll get to that for you. But it's it's very interesting because anytime OG, I think, says you know, actually answers in like full sentences, paragraphs, and stuff. He's like, been doing know? better this year, man. Yeah, Have you he seen has his been recent doing. interviews. But remember his in. interview with Michael Grange before the trade deadline? 
that Grange had to publish the whole transcript. Grange was and like, then, and then Grange OG. Is like, hey, OG, there's reports that you're not happy here. He's like, what is happiness? It's a moment before you need more happiness. Yeah. Sorry, oh, shout, man. Shout, shout was that man. Draper? Yeah, oh, that was, that was Draper. man. Yeah, a bar. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so... Anyways, OG also said he was misquoted in that article. Never seen someone get misquoted off six words. You can't get misquoted in a Q&A, There's got to be a quota, man. Like, you got to say at least 100 words to be misquoted. Anyways, anyway, yeah. one of the questions. So here's some of the hard-hitting questions. I picked out the highlights from the Oren Q&A. Wait, hold on. Before we, yes. we do this, can I, can I ask the questions in the Oren voice? No, 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 no. Why, why not? Uh, I mean, it's your show. Yeah, so who am yeah, I you're to? Right. It's my you, show. Who I'm am I? That on my you know phone. what? Who am I to tell you? But my uh, my suggested advice is no. Okay. Know? Well, first one from from Orin Weisfeld. Yep. Um, OG, um, have you ever tried to grow out a beard? Your energy's wild today, man. Yeah. So he has said. He said, "Yeah, I've tried many times. It's not for me. It doesn't connect. It's spotty. It's just for me." But but the better one. I'm going to cut off your Orin uh, impersonation here. Was he was asked, do you ever wish you could grow a beard? Oh, geez. <laughs> this is what Orin was down there asking. And, and he said, no, my game face right now comes from years of hard work, from growing my game physically, mentally, learning from my wins and losses. And this is my favorite. Maybe one day I'll want to choose another game face. But for now, I'm hashtag team smooth. There's no way OJ and Obi said these words, man. This is what I want to know. No, you know what? I'm, I am questioning the transcription of a Q&A now. Because there's no way OJ and Obi said that. Maybe one day I'll choose another game face for myself. Yeah, but for no, now, I'm I hashtag just, team smooth. No, I just, I just want to know from, from Orrin whether, you know, send, send the audio over. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah Orrin. I'm going to have to double check the, yeah, the, the, the transcription on that one. Um, but no, it's cool. Like uh, Fred and OG were also asked about their superstitions. Like if they do anything. Oh, okay. For the game, and Fred did say that he has a little ritual during the anthems about 15 to 20 minutes before the game when he's quiet. He's going to close his eyes and go through a little routine in his head about what he wants to do for the game. And he says that's something that he's been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, OG says he just tries to make his last shot before in his warm-ups before heading to the dressing room. Mm. So you All have right. any routines at the arena? Not really. Um, besides BOGO? No, I'm kidding. Um, our routine is shaking hands with Zoe. The security guard that's right, at the us, arena. Yeah, one of the so. is he the head security guard? To me, he's the don. Yeah, he's been he there forever. Yeah, right? and, yeah, yeah. And he knows all the players. And all that Respe- kind of stuff. Yeah, shouts to the actual head of security. Yeah, but yeah. You'll see him, man. He, you know, he looks like you know Nav, but twenty years into the future with glasses. Oh god, and, and <laughs> the energy's and, wild. And we give him a firm handshake, and that's our thing. And I always tell him, we need mm. this win. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's Detroit coming in on on, yep. on Tuesday or Miami coming in or whoever. We, we know that about you. We need this win. We know this. Right? So we, we you know the handshake. handshake started. I think I've told you this. Started before Game Seven against the Sixers. Really? And then Kawhi hit his shot. Yeah, because right before that game, okay. I was like, I was like, we need a new routine. Yeah, we need to change. Let's the energy. do a handshake. Right. Like tonight's right, right. really important. I might not see you again for the summer. Like mm. you know, if we don't win this game, and then we started handshaking each other after that every game. So hmm. that's that's the origin story. That's pretty good. Um, one of the things uh, Fred and OG were also asked is um, what's something that, you know, they did in Toronto recently that they've enjoyed something about about the city, you know, in a big upset Cactus Club was not mentioned. Um, OG says during the summer he enjoyed walking on Spadina. That's it, though. The whole answer is I walked <laughs> yeah, on Spadina, yeah, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. It was fun, period. Yeah, 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 yeah. So which stretch of Spadina do you think? Uh, you think it was like like college stretch between where front it's more and like maybe, university students, maybe just between front and Dundas or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. past Chinatown. Do you think he walked past Chinatown? Do you think he saw Kaiway and he's like, maybe I'll buy? <laughs> a, he's like, a bag you think of it's for one? You think it's Kaiway? It's the other way. Okay. <laughs> That's what Kyrie was telling Joe Sai. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, happy hump day. Happy hump day, man. Everybody. Honestly, a wind feels so good right um, now. Oh. And, and Fred said he enjoyed yeah. TIFF going to the, to the oh, that's movies. Nice. That's nice. I, I think that makes sense for Fred just because, um, you know, it's a good networking event for him too. Like that's where you can, you know, meet some of the movers yeah. and shakers, the Jimmys and the Joes. No, legit TIFF is like one of the most fun things to do in Toronto. It's like one of the coolest things I to do in Toronto hot, too. I think hot dogs is the better. Oh, oh, I really oh, like oh really? That's you a hot like take. Your, you, that's you a hot like, take. Like indie. No, I, like, I like my documentaries. I, I don't yeah. see why you couldn't go to both. Oh, okay. Right? Go to hot dogs, you go to TIFF. I'm not a fan of the red carpet events and stuff. You don't have to do the red carpet stuff. You know nice, what I mean? You know, two hour Well, you don't want to rush for a movie that's in French, then you wait 30 minutes and see there's no tickets. I got the plug, man. Okay, you got money, you got the plug. Not in the civilian line. Yeah, no, Fred said, I enjoyed TIFF. I enjoy the film festival and the red carpets and seeing some of the premieres and just being around that vibe because. I like movies, so being a part of that was cool. The other thing I did that I never previously thought anything of was going out on a boat in the summertime. Oh, okay. And just going out and getting to see the city from a different viewpoint. You know what I mean? The city is so cool already and uh, that you forget that the water is also there to explore. So that was pretty cool, which to me, I was like brought back and activated a core memory. Just like oh. when Kawhi went to Niagara Falls and that activated a core immigrant memory of like, oh, right, within okay. one year of coming to Canada, I went to Niagara Falls and I've been going back to Niagara Falls every year with my immigrant family ever, ever since, um, 20 straight times. Um, did, is, is this something you did? Because obviously we're both, you know, uh, immigrants and, and product of immigrants. Did you, how, how, how recently after moving to Toronto did you go to Center Island? Do you obviously take the ferry? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, I think Niagara Falls is definitely something that I remember too. Or even coming downtown because I didn't live downtown when I, when right, I first yeah, moved yeah. here. Same, just same, just yeah. coming to see the, the CN Tower. Right, yeah, like, of Like all yeah. of that, right? Like yeah. the sightseeing and stuff. Yeah, that was definitely a big thing Like like when you, when you, um, when you first get here. And no, I think I think this is like a like a rite of passage almost. Like oh, these yeah. are these are the places they need to check out. And then, you know, slowly we started going to Niagara Falls just to go to the casino. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is also a rite of passage. There's, no, there's no, nothing wrong with yeah, that. Man. My parents are just like, yeah, man, we can hop on this this bus, you know, the Falls in Chinatown, the yeah. Falls View bus. They give you twenty dollars. They give you twenty dollars. I believe you get to go eat the buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, they designed that thing so perfectly for Asians. My parents have gone to... I've never felt more welcome in a country. My parents have made that man. trip and not gambled a single dollar. Just gone to eat. That's fine. Like, just That's gone to eat need. and come home and, and they feel great. Yeah. So... Well, here's the thing with, the, with, with Fred saying he took a boat on the water. First off... Mm. Elite radioing from you right off, now. Taking a boat you. on the water? Man, just take the ferry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to see Fred Van Vliet on that Toronto Terminal ferry. Yeah. Going to, like, the, the place where Babe Ruth hit his first career home run. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I want to see him go to How that. did you know that little bit of history? Because I've been there many times. That's Again, deep. Here's the thing. When you're an immigrant, you come here, like, you have to go to all the free spots immediately. Yeah, Niagara yeah, Falls yeah, yeah. ultimately is a free spot. You yeah. drive there no, you, and you see it. You saw, you, price, you saw a price from low to high when yeah, you yeah, get here. That's, yeah. that's free, right? Yeah. The ferry is very cheap, yeah, especially yeah, back yeah. in 2000. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember like, as a seven-year-old, me and my family, like, we, we took our trip to Center Island and it was nice. And I just remember coming back on the ferry and looking at the rap- uh, and the Raptors, the Toronto skyline. Mm. And I was like, oh, those waterfront condos? I'm going to own one one day. That's my <laughs> dream here. I do not own one of those condos. Keep and, and- dreaming, buddy. <laughs> anyway, my point, the whole point is uh, pricing yeah, is really gone access up. access generational wealth instead of accessing core memories, man. No, there's a lot of uh, inaccessibility when it comes to uh, purchasing uh, housing No, it's cool, Toronto. man. But it's, it's, like, it's like... But it was cool. No, man. even I'm like... Happy Fred of, had that same moment. Even thinking about the Raptors, too. It's like... Thinking about going to a stadium for the first time, like going to the Blue Jays game for the first time. Yeah, so going those to the, cost to money. Game. So my parents never did that. I, like I've never been to a Raptor game with my family, or I, like they didn't take me to my first Raptor game or my first Blue Jays game or anything like that. I didn't really go. Obviously, yeah, Leafs games was just. Impossible. I didn't go to a Raptors game growing up, like during the Vince Carter.
starter era, like you said, like my parents, um, that, that was just not something that they were like spending money on. Like, oh, let's spend yeah, yeah. money on like no. four tickets and if, go to a game. If anything, yeah. us as that like second generation or not second generation, but like the people who, you know, were able to sort of grow up here and get jobs here. Yeah. We were the ones who took them to the game. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you, you I, gave... fa- I famously got my parents courtside seats to the game when, um, was it Chris Bosh's partner or someone in his yes. family talked trash to LeBron and then LeBron came back and then won the game in the fourth quarter, yeah. Yes, yes. They're, they were courtside for that. Also, yeah. you know, I, I famously gave my my dad and my brother tickets to see Terrence Ross's 51-point game. Oh, and they're not that the big. They weren't that big of Raptor fans at that yeah. time. So they just kept asking me every time I came home, like, yo, how'd that guy Terrence Ross do as if, like, he was, like, you know, a superstar or something. <laughs> and I would have to explain to them that that 51 thing was very much a one-time thing. Right, Meanwhile, right, right, they're right. thinking, like, that's basically T-Mac. Well, I'm sure, you're, I'm sure your dad's watching now and be like, actually, you're wrong. I see guys scoring 60 every other night. Yeah. No, man, my dad's Things probably watching hockey right now as we speak. <laughs> He's like, I know Jeff Merrick. I don't know you. He a Merrick stand? Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Anyways, well, if the Raptors have have two days off here, and then oh, we got to enjoy it. We got on. the mask. You know, the weather is now above. There's zero. only it's only a week left in the season after this, man. And then the play in they announced the yeah, play in yeah, yeah. schedule yesterday, so the seven eight game I think will take place on the Tuesday. We're gonna miss being stressed by this when it's gone. Yeah, so. season ends on Sunday. Play in will start on Tuesday. Assuming if the Raptors are in the nine ten, and assuming they win that first game, they yeah. will be playing Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And then potentially starting a playoff series on a Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So that's going to be a busy week. Like it's going to be a, you know, all, all jokes aside with the play in and then the, the level of excitement, like it'll be exciting when he's here. Oh, like a one and me? done, like a one and done game. The plan's going to look like what happened last night. Was that exciting? It was. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if the score was flipped though? No. It wouldn't okay. be. It would Yo. be a really unhinged. He's a complicated pod. man, but he also is so basic. Man. I'm very basic. Yo, he man. comes in. There's two moods: did the Raptors win or did the Raptors lose? Yeah. And I, I could tell today that the Raptors definitely won last night. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know, it was asked on the banter pod recently if my mood fluctuates that much. It does in a positive direction. Your like mood. when they lose a lot, like I'm. I, I will venture to say this is the best mood that you have been in all season. I, honestly, I, you, you might look up the championship <laughs> podcast and it might not be yeah, this. I happy, might just. So. I gotta ride this wave, man. All right, that does it for us today. I've been your host Will Lou, and you're listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe, and please rate and review the show. A reminder: we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel, and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from two to three p.m. Except for tomorrow, by the way, we are not on air tomorrow. You can find an episode with Eric Curry instead. And, uh, yeah, thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer, Derek Brandel, and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with a YouTube stream. See you at the live show tonight. <laughs>